episode 45 i am eric berger joined as always by ryan sinisky hello hello there welcome back on this fine wednesday is it fine mm, nah it's kind of a mediocre wednesday it's a i'm bummed out well i'm bummed out too um because i assume you saw the news this we should have really talked about this last episode yeah but we, we, we knew about it a couple of days before 44 but we we didn't want the show notes we worked. didn't want you Imagine you're probably watching some Monday, even though it drops on Sunday. You're probably watching on Monday. I don't want you to be bummed out on the first day of work. But right. Burt Reynolds died. Man, the bandit. The bandit, yes. The um, and more. Um, actually, well, he had I, a lot of roles. He had a lot of stuff they did. He was also in, um, well, Gator, which is awesome. Uh, I don't Archer. Even know what that is. It's actually a pretty good. Gator? I, yeah, oh, Gator. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's an Archer. That and was... Archer is in Gator. Gator is Archer's favorite movie. Um, but uh, Actually, I remember that reference now that you yeah. say it. Uh, no, he's also in um, Cannonball Run. We had that really awesome Countach. He, he drove awesome. around. He drove around in a truck with Dom DeLuise, but still, it's pretty da, tight. Da, da. <laughs> exactly. The um, blimp is the one you gotta worry about. <laughs> uh, now I want to watch Cannonball Run. I think. We, do we have that on Laserdisc? Um, I have it on HD DVD for sure. Let's watch it on HD DVD this week. I'm pretty sure. Um, I have Smoking the Bandit on HD DVD as well. I want to watch Cannonball Run. It's been a minute since I watched that. I've I watched... might have it on LaserDisc. I should look. You know, during the next topic, I'll try to remember to look through my list and see if I have it. All right, cool. Um, but well, yeah, no. Look at this dapper fellow. Yeah, there he is. That's him at like age 100. Like, well, yeah. he was 82 when he died, but that, that was like him that was very 80. recently. Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah. But no, he, he's a really cool guy. And well, my thing was like, um, one of my favorite quotes by him is just like, he didn't want to. I'm not going to quote word for word because I can't remember word for word, and I'm not prepared. But uh, he didn't like choose his acting roles because of like fame or anything. He just wanted to have fun, and that's really cool. Hmm. And uh, that's how I ended up doing uh, Smoking the Bandit. Is that was actually written and directed by him and a another stunt driver. Hmm. Like that. Really? Well, yeah, they're stunt drivers. That wasn't like a script that just existed. They like no, they came up they, with it. They came up with it. It's this buddy that he did a bunch of uh stunts with and they he did all he was originally a stuntman. I do not have Cannonball Run. Oh, god, we can fix that. I'll order it. Thank you. I hope the prices didn't shoot up on him this I'm week. Sure they did. <laughs> um but no, they they um yeah, they were both stunt um actors and that's actually what Burt Reynolds was. They'd call him up whenever they needed somebody to jump out of a window on live TV or something. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So his original acting career started from being a stuntman, and they found out that he actually could act. And when he did Deliverance, he actually really proved his chops. But uh, no, he's uh, famous not only for being in that, but he also turned down a lot of really good roles. Like um, he turned down playing John McClane in Die Hard. Oh yeah, I forgot and about turned that. down being Han Solo in Star Wars, and probably turned down being Indiana Jones. The prices are inflated. Of course they are. Well. I guess I can watch them. I'll see if I can it. find it on uh, laser or HD DVD. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's some way more obscure format that nobody cares about. <clears throat> right. Nobody collects that one yet. Well, I guess while you're doing that. Um, yeah, it doesn't exist. On well, there. Let's, let's go back to, you know, being happy. Yay. Woo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about 
Tesla. Yeah. And not Elon Musk smoking pot, but good news about Tesla. I did, I did love watching that little. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> so I was I was talking to uh, my coworker Keith at work, and we we're talking about um, Elon Musk and how he's mm-hmm. just losing his mind. Yeah, he's kind of like Charlie Sheening it. Well, you know, uh, genius doesn't color in the lines all the time, and <laughs> sometimes that doesn't go well. But no, I, in all honesty, I don't blame him for cracking because this dude, like, yeah, he might, he might be a little bit of a dick. Oh yeah, totally. But but I mean, I mean the, the effective people he, are. He's South African. I mean, we expect yeah, yeah. South African white guy. Um, he's, he's just he's not trying to get carjacked. Yeah, no. But the thing is, he. Um, <laughs> well, it, I mean, I would also be a dick too if I was you know, running an electric car company and going to the moon and making a hyperloop and selling fucking flamethrowers. Like there's plenty of things to be stressed out about. And smoking if joints you, on yeah, radio if you're, interviews. If you're Elon Musk, you deserve to smoke a joint or two yep. or eight or all of them just, or just be high all just the time. Whatever, yeah. He lives in California. Who keep, cares? If you keep doing your, and I love how that was like during the comment about it, taking the company back private at four twenty. he's like lighting know. up a joint. <laughs> I'm like, wow, dude, you really don't give a fuck. No, he doesn't. That's, that's the thing. He's just, I, uh, I appreciate that. He, he reminds me kind of like, he's a combination of Nikola Tesla and Henry Ford. put together. Oh, dude. Perfect. Like if uh, you maybe put, a little bit of Edison in there too. Uh, Edison, Edison was cocky as fuck. Yeah. He was cocky. But he's just a <clears throat> prick. I mean, that's true. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but the thing is, like, Henry Ford actually right. did something like important. Yeah, Edison made a light bulb. He was bulb. pretty significant. Well, he didn't. He stole a French design of a yeah, light bulb. Yeah, fuck Thomas Edison. That guy fuck sucks. Thomas Edison. He's like Columbus. I'm gonna put him in the same category. Yeah, no, t- Thomas Edison and Columbus both suck equally. Uh, Nikola Tesla. He's the, he's the man. He's the jam. Uh, and that's why he's a car named after him. And that's also why oh. a car named after him outsold every single BMW car. Together and BMW sells pretty well. Yeah, like that's pretty significant. the The most conservative estimate for what the Model Three sold um, last month <laughs> outsold all BMWs by three thousand cars, and that is like at a, the most conservative. They also have an R two hundred forty thousand in the works. <laughs> and they like, can't make them fast enough. They literally can't. Like it's just it's insane, and. Like the most estimates, the non-conservative ones, put them around closer seven thousand cars more than BMW. That's over one month. Yeah, that's for a month. Just August. Yeah. Just August alone. Wow. I, I mean, I gotta say, I gotta hand it to him. I mean, the Model Three, it's a decent-looking car. It drives really well. I really like the front end of the Model Three. Like, I don't like the front end. If you look at it in traffic, these no, angles it's awkwardly tall in the greenhouse compared to the I, front. I, I like that. Oh okay. No, that that's the that's thing. The that's the only thing I don't like about it. No, that's actually what I do like about it. It reminds it reminds me of like a Toyota Publica, or a yeah. lot of the weird old Japanese old cars. wagons or something like that. Yeah, like the yeah. old Japanese cars that I, I like I so much. You, like I, that's what I like about it. Is I the like, visibility is great as a consequence. It is yeah. really good. But but I mean, like, that, look at those stock wheels. God, I I gotta hark back to that. I know we talked about that on Saturday. Those are really good stock well, wheels. Look at how good they look without the aero covers. And Tesla knows that you're gonna do this because they sell a center cap and a wheel bolt cover kit. For this. That's hilarious. $50. That's great. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, honestly, Teslas are great. They, they really are. Like, yeah, you have your production yeah. issues, but that's what you can get from any startup. When they bring out the, the finally, the Model 3 rear-wheel drive with a low-range battery or whatever, yeah. like, there's a fairly decent chance I might just butt the bullet and buy one because, like, it's a good car. That's a really, really good car. Like, they, they have production issues. 
That's a fact. But that's the thing is, yeah. You know who ramping up? I mean, that's what it does. You know who else has production issues? Everyone. Ferrari, anything made in Italy. And what's everybody's well, that's favorite? Well, because they take too many breaks and they spill a lot of pasta sauce on all that stuff. Wine. Wine. Sorry, wine. <laughs> Very weak red wine. But the, the thing is, is everybody's favorite cars always have some sort of issues. And I'm willing to look past these Model 3 production issues because it's a revolutionary car. Nobody's ever really done this before. Uh, At least not as successfully mass no. market. They haven't made an electric car sexy. I think I think if the Until model Tesla. if the model three in five years mm-hmm. is still having production issues, yeah, then yeah. we can talk about it. All right. But right now they have literally so they say they outsold BMW for by five thousand cars. Just to say that. Mm-hmm. They have another two hundred and forty thousand orders. Mm-hmm. That's multiple years worth of outselling BMW yeah. just from their orders. Yeah. That they have. So yeah. that's I mean that that's that's quite a backlog, so I'll, I'll I'll give it to them. Tesla outsold BMW by the entire combined sales of Fiat and Alfa Romeo. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Speaking that's a different way to look at it, but <clears throat> yeah. So I'm I'm not I'm not mad at Tesla for anything right now. Uh, Elon Musk, I still think is a dick, but I'm willing to give it to him because he's doing a good thing. It's fine. I mean, when you early adopt, you're going to run into certain things like that. Just deal with it. Accept it as part of the you know the cost of. Exactly. Doing business. I mean, that's not the right way to put it, but you know what I mean. No, if you're an early adopter, the thing is, early adopters to, all right, I'm just to say this because I worked for them at the time, Subaru. Mm-hmm. When the current body style Impreza came out, yeah. the one that they redesigned in 2017, Yep. Uh, the touchscreens wouldn't work for the first six months. Oh. They kept breaking. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say there was like an embargo on the content, so they left it off. That'd and then hilarious. they like no. over the air updated it to make it finally work. <laughs> no, it, it, they had to do, they had an issue with the um, with the actual user interface where it would freeze up mm-hmm. and you'd have to like restart the car three times for it to like. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's dandy. But I mean, still, it's like, yeah, early adopters, of course that's going to happen. But you know what Subaru did? They fixed it. You know what Tesla's going to do? They're going to fix it. You know why? Because. They're not Volkswagen. All right. Oh, yeah. By the time we get the facelift, which inevitably is going to happen mid-cycle for the Model 3, yeah. all that stuff's just going to be fixed. It'll be fine. It'll yeah. be totally fine. I, I don't even think it's going to be that long. I think it'll be a year. Another year, maybe two. Well, I mean, a lot of the complaints are like panel gap and stuff like that. I'm like, and that, bumper that kind of off. thing is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Semantics. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff, yeah, they, they can fix it. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, you're, you're going to be totally okay. You'll live. Yeah. And I... I Really, really like that that windshield. I like that a lot. I just that's a, like the rear three quarter on that car looks way better to me than the front. The rear three quarter doesn't do anything for me actually. <laughs> it's this is why we we talk. Yeah, exactly. we, we like different things. We like <laughs> the same thing really differently. But yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> it. Maybe that's a better way to put it. I, we like the same thing I, really differently. I think the reason I like it is I, going back to the Toyota Publica because if you can bring up a picture of like yeah, uh, I can, I can do that. yeah Toyota like a '67 Publica. You'll see what I mean with the front end, with the super high windshield, and how the Model Three kind of does emulate that. It, I was gonna like, I, like the stands a wagon. The front view of that is kind of what here that middle one with the gray one, that one. Oh God, it's such a small picture. Or maybe, maybe the white one. Yeah, see, see what I mean? Like it's got a really, really tall. That's a very salmon colored. Yeah, yeah it's but it's a, got a tall front end too. Not, but relative to the windshield, I mean, it really isn't. And plus, you have the sloping hood line, which makes it look even taller, just like on a model on the uh, Model Three and the Stanza Wagon, another I mean, car that I love. A regular sized car hood, 
super tall windshield and greenhouse. There yep. you go. That's a Model 3 right there. And that's a great car. That's a, that's a future collector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Look at that. Uh, all right. Anyway. Hey, that's for my article. Is it? Consider yep. the following. Ch- Nissan stands away again. There you go. <laughs> Oh, cool. God, small world. Uh, all right, next thing. Uh, so we've talked about all that's right with the world. Yes. Let's talk about the, the BMW that it's outselling. More bad news about BMW. And CUVs. I hate being the guy raining on the parade of this company, but what the hell's wrong with them? The you know X, what? The X3 and the X4. Okay, so they're CUVs. What, what, Terrible cars. What, let's just stop for a second about rain, rain parades. You know, I, for the longest time, was the biggest Honda guy ever. I love Hondas. Uh-huh. I still do. I do. I have noticed that, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm 100% willing to do? What? Rain the fuck out of Honda's parade. You know why? Because they suck now? Yeah. Yeah. Because they finally made a good car. They finally made a good Honda Civic. Yeah. But it's really a Honda Accord. The Type R is? Yeah. I mean, it's big enough. I mean, it's just right Accord on the back and of it. It probably has, like, the Accord engine. If you... Modified. It, yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I don't the Accord, know how the, 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 and, uh, the Accord's got the Civic engine. But I mean, so it's one of those things where it's like, if you took that car, you put it in a time machine, and yeah. showed somebody from like the year 2000, oh, yeah. the Honda Civic, they'd go, oh, it's look what they do with the Accord. Mm. Holy crap. They put a spoiler on the Accord? What's that awful spoiler? <laughs> uh, yeah, the styling leaves a lot to be desired on the But anyway, uh, oh, let's, let's talk about. Um, so BMW. everyone knows the BMW X3 and the X4. X4 is just like the koopy, stupid thing of the X3. It's X3. both CUVs. It's the X3. It's harder to get into. They're both part of the problem, not part of the solution. And what's BMW going to do? They're going to make an X3M and an X4M. So What's going to be in the X3 and the X4M? A transverse-mounted four-cylinder? No, it's going to be the S55. So it's actually a really good engine. It's the, the M3 engine. Three, you know, three, three uh, liter straight six turbo. But in a car, it weighs four pounds more. Yeah, it's still going to be ridiculously fast. The only saving grace I found on this thing is it's going to gain the M X drive, which is another thing to add a freaking badge onto the car with. It's going to be, it's going to take the entire tailgate to write this thing out. <laughs> but the cool part about the M X drive, which was first announced with the current M five, the twenty nineteen is you can completely shut off the front axle, decouple it electronically with a button. That's actually kind of cool. Kind of cool. I don't like the fact that they have all-wheel drive, but on a model that already had it, the fact that you can turn it off now is really cool. The M5 used to be rear-wheel drive. Now it's not. So that's cool. They're going to gain that. Everything else about it is really dumb. I hope they don't do it, but they're going to do it. So there you go. They're, uh, they're sullying their good brand. Speaking of cars whose name takes up the entire back end of it is that read the name of that car 1984 nissan gloria turbo broem vip super selection 2 it's all written on the back is that like the constant all-wheel drive symmetrical turbo intercooled thing that was on that uh, subaru wagon oh that was like nothing on that subaru I should show you the Delica where they actually, or the... Uh, you know what? We should save it for a, a topic, probably. Yeah, we should. Like cars that have the longest badges. In fact, I'm going to add that right now to the thing down here. Oh, my God. Is, is this the next one you? I hope it is, because I need some time to write this down. <laughs> oh, shit. No, it's a Patreon topic. we we got to prompt this and answer it together. Okay. Well, How about you start reading it, though, and then I'm going to key this in down here. Sure, I will. Uh, <laughs> all right, so... Does the proliferation of a popular of a particular car affect your opinion of it? E.g., common cars, uh, BMW 3 Series, Accord Manual, WRX, Z51 versus base Corvette, mm-hmm. Miata, Model S, relatively minis. 
Okay, so this is asking, I gotta, I don't really understand. So how does the proliferation of a particular car affect your opinion of it? So like when it first comes out, you like it, and then as it like expands and gets into the masses, you like it less? Is that what it's asking? I, I think that's what, what it's asking. Oh, okay. Well, that's, okay. I mean, that's fair. So I, I don't know if like a 3 Series is something I necessarily touch on, but like, I guess back in the day when the, the M3 was announced, like the people that bought those things, like primarily were people that, would pay the extra money to get the driver's car and nothing else. Yeah. And now they're leased by teenagers from you know, China coming in for, you know. <laughs> no, every, everybody's got one. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got one because now they're automatic and they're four-door. Oh, I think like four I think door, a but. good example of this, um, let's look at the R32 Skyline. Okay. When those first started coming here, yeah. every single one I stopped and looked at, now yep. I wa- I will literally walk past one at a car show unless yep. it's like super clean or something. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it, it's it one of those things. It's, about the E30 wagon. It, it's not that I dislike it, like it or anything, mm-hmm. but it's like it, it's not as special as it used to be. We never did beer topic today. It, you're drinking a summit. I'm drinking a grand summit Oktoberfest. There, that's yeah, nothing too there. special. <laughs> There's never been a special summit. I don't like summit at all. Their Oktoberfest is pretty good. Have you had one? Uh, I don't know. It's it really, probably tastes like shit. It's really good. Um, but no, I, I think um, the uh, the the Skyline is an example of that of a car that its proliferation has made me. I think that's more a really good example. To it. Yeah, because when it first came here, and by came here, I mean when people, purple, you know, first twenty five year, whatever. Yeah, that was several years ago at this point, like four or five years. However, I think that the proliferation of a car can make it better. Do you have an example of that? I'm going to say the Honda Civic or I guess the E30. Okay. Where you're going to get a quality of build for mm-hmm. somebody that's making a show car or a, anything really. Yeah. It, it To get one that stands out, you have to put so much more effort into it I guess I'll than say you would otherwise. BMW 2002 in that case then. Yeah. Right. Like back 15 years ago, I mean, yeah, they were out there, but it was like harder to find parts for it because nobody made parts for it and all the builds were pretty much identical. And now there are so many people building them that people are starting to actually make parts for them again. Yeah. And, that, and it that's, takes a lot more. That's to really kind of a huge thing. It's like a it, special one with, with that, um, a car that, yeah, it's, actually it will like actually it. help the, the availability of a car or yeah. parts for a car. Yeah. Uh, the huge, anything made by Datsun or like the A86 in yeah. Japan, you can get almost an entire, actually, I think you can, because there's a company that makes um, carbon fiber chassis for them. Oh my you god! Can get for an, an A86, you can get an entire A86 made from aftermarket parts in Japan. That's really cool. It's like a, it's like, like a, a um, or it's like a uh, Impala, the um, a 64 Impala. Yeah. For years, like it's always it's been said you can build an entire 64 Impala from aftermarket parts. The proliferation of a car actually is, a, I think, it can be a good thing. Um, but no, back to the Civic thing, yeah. where you have so many shit Civics that are around, uh, being able to make a good one really does, um, I, I think it does help everybody. You know, that really does help the community of the car. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, more good examples is always better for Exactly. Car. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like you can find, um, oh, the first-gen Civic. That's a- I found a first-gen at Wings and Wheels this morning. Cool. CVCC. Um, but no, the, um, the first, uh, um, like EF, EGE case of I should say the proliferation of those be able to make a higher quality one. This is a normal commuter car. Mm-hmm. This is a car that really, you know, it, there's a billion of them. They're not that special. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, they are special cars. They have double wishbone suspension. They handle very well. Yeah. Like, realistically, at the end of the day, I mean, how much more special is a EG Civic from a Mazda 2? You know? Well, yeah. I mean, effectively, where it matters, it if isn't. If all things, or, like, even, like, you know, to throw somebody out, just so you don't think I'm throwing Honda under the bus, <laughs> Mark, a, a, a Mark II Golf. It's sure. not a special car. No. It's oh, the, God, pro- no. the proliferation of that car has made it special because people have made it special. Um, and that, yeah, that's something I, that's something I think is actually important to the car. And now you're, you're seeing, if you go to, um, if you go to the Peterson, yeah, there's an EF Civic on display. It's Jonathan Wax. It's arguably it, the best I assume built. it's super duper nice. It's the, probably the best built Civic I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm not saying something. Yeah, it really is. So, but yeah, uh, what are some examples for you? How do you feel well, about it? I guess I'll start with what's actually in this Patreon topic first with Mini. As I okay. remember, I was at a BMW dealership. It was Motorworks BMW back when it was right off of 494, a little bit west of where it currently is. We were buying a car. That wasn't to you. Was no, I, I, I figured it was to the computer. We were I'm buying, not offline. <clears throat> we were buying an E38, I think, from my dad or something like that. Or maybe it was my mother's 328 E46. But anyway, there was a shipping truck coming in right as the dealership was closing, and it had the first Mini Cooper S delivered in the Midwest on it. So they were backing like the first new Mini Cooper S I had ever seen in my entire life out of this truck, and it was outside, and they were showing us around this thing, and I thought it was a really, really cool car at the time. And now, as they proliferated, and the demographics have kind of associated, they are horrible cars. Also, they really are horrible cars. Actually, an- another car, um, the Volkswagen Cabriolets, yeah. the Golf Cabriolets, mm-hmm. and the just the new Beetle as a whole. Sure. That car so, has been annihilated by proliferation. Everybody has one. Nobody wants one. Yeah, I don't know when they were desirable. Maybe like in when they were when they, when they first, were when they first came out. You're talking the new Beetle. The new Beetle. Yeah. When they first came out, they yeah. were selling like gangbusters. Sure. And like everybody really wanted one. People I can were, see that. You see a lot were of super about them. People <laughs> were super about them. But when was the last time you saw 2008? A 2011. Can you name? I didn't even know that they offered those with a two and a half liter five cylinder in it. Like apparently yeah. the last year or two, they offered it with the two five. Did you know that the current one, the one they're discontinuing right yeah. now, yeah. that's available all wheel drive with a Golf R power plant? No. Yeah, really? it is. Nobody cares though. Really? Yeah, it's actually super cool. You can get a convertible Golf R basically because you can get can that. Can you get it with a six speed? Yeah. That's actually all wheel cool. drive six speed Beetle. That exists. That's the thing is there's so many of those cars you yeah, drive past them and you don't even notice when them. The, when the third gen, uh, third gen Beetle, yeah, the, the newest new Beetle came out and the, the first one I saw was a convertible in that denim blue with like the retro wheels on it. I'm like, that's actually kind of a cool car. I like that. But yeah, like I'm just so jaded. Like I mean, they, they never really facelifted it and like nobody cares. Like what niche is buying that thing? The people that I see driving the third gen Beetle convertibles are like, I mean, they're, they've got to be like empty nesters. I feel like that's... That's only people that buy them. But they're just trying to relive their... I think so. Okay. Like, uh, I, I, just, like, I, don't, I don't understand that no, Nobody else really buys them. By the way, um, to go back a second mm-hmm. to what you're talking about, cars with super long names, oh, I just God. added a link in the notes. Um, Is it this Shiro... It's it, it's it's from the 80s hero blog. Really good okay. blog. From, let me, I think it's from Australia. Oh, whoops. I still have the screen up here, so let me open it up. But this is called the, the Suzuki Servo. 
Oh my god. Yep, it, it's actually it's, it's a super <clears throat> cute car. It's really fun. But um if you look at the C pillar oh, roof line. You see that C pillar? Yeah. That logo? Yeah. You see where it's kind of where that red stuff is? Yeah. That's a literal fucking paragraph <laughs> describing the car in broken English. Is there a blo- Oh wow, you are not kidding. I was not kidding. <laughs> it is a literal paragraph. There is a paragraph of text <laughs> describing the car. Wow. Like it's an entire sales pitch on why you should be about it. Wow. Look at those <laughs> seats. It's like Argyle tilted 45 degrees. Yeah, it's, it's really yellow red. and gray argyle. It's amazing. Oh my goodness, Japanese cars are weird. Look, <laughs> oh my, I cannot. You have to go to the video version of the podcast and go in twenty-four minutes and ten seconds. It, oh it is my something God. you've they, never seen before. They look like fourth-gen Prelude seats that they took a little bit of side support out of and upholstered in yellow and gray argyle. Yeah, it's a thong and a bra, a and a bra together. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's like you wrapped your high-vis jacket around a gray seat and you twisted it in the middle. Th- that's exactly what it looks like. It is like Tucker's Tucker. T-shirt. <laughs> like just twisted like twisted around 180 degrees and wrapped around a seat really tight. And it'd be roughly the same amount of fabric, actually. Yeah, that's true. I'm not... In fact, it might be... <laughs> that, that'd probably be way probably less, less fabric. Because that's Tucker's a K-car, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's got a lot of cool... Like, th- that's just... Uh, when you when you said a ca- cars with ridiculously long names, and you said that that Subaru had a lot, I'm like, that is fucking nothing. Like, the Skyline RS Turbo. Apparently, Germans ridiculous. are very restrained. Oh, they're super restrained. Like, three, maybe four numbers, and maybe a letter or two. Yeah, that's pretty no, much it. it's uh, the... R30 Skyline RS Turbo. They did the same thing. They wrote an entire paragraph about the All right, car. all right. Back <laughs> back to the proliferation. Sorry. I just want to lump EVs together into one category. Because I think as those proliferate, it's getting way better for yeah. people. Because it's getting better adopters are terrible people. Horrible, horrible people. But now... As like other people are like, well, that's actually kind of cool. Maybe I should buy one because it's almost the same price as my gas. If you're wondering what EV elitists are like they're like piss jugs fucking piss jugs just the worst kind of people fuck that guy they they they, oh yeah i I didn't want to get into it yeah no that that is a um yeah okay let me let me ask a simple question then and a really broad one Hmm. do you think on the whole proliferation of a make and model is overall good or bad for that make and model you can't say that no, I'm making you generalize. I can't generalize that. I'm going to say it's bad for it. I'm going to say, well, I'm going to have to say it's good because I'm thinking of cars like the Civic and the 2002. However, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to argue your bad thing because fine. the Porsche collector bubble, uh-huh. that. Here's my reasoning. The WRX. As they proliferate, they get more generations. The, as the generations go on, they fucking get worse. The, yeah, no, you're in the WRX uh, stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> I don't People have like a vape, that. bro. Do you got a vape, the, bro? The, the Corvettes just existing. Mm, Mustangs. Yeah, so I guess you're right. The proliferation of car cars, I mean... Overall, I think it's bad. I think for collector cars, it's good, but I mean, they're all it's a finite amount of cars by the time they get to that area. I'm, I'm coming from a... I'm the sort of person... Uh, most of my cars have not proliferated at all. I think all. that's maybe more popularity. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I guess I guess I'm 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 saying popularity, but 
proliferation. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the longer they stick around, the worse they get. You don't have to agree with me. I'm yeah, no, no, I I, no. That. You're 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 right. You're right. Because I w- I was considering more popularity than proliferation. Yeah, um, it's a hard thing to group and generalize, but yeah. we're really good at it. Yeah, we're really good at generalizing. <laughs> um, however, I will I will say the popularity of a car um, is a good thing. Oh yeah, it, um, it is at least sure. within the collector yes. community yeah. and stuff. Just you know, it helps save a lot of examples from getting squeezed. So just doing anything with my Cressida because it's a more popular car. I just I can look for stuff. Yeah, it's so much easier than doing anything with my I know, Subaru I know. GL10. Oh god, because like doing my su- all right example lowering my Cressida. There's 1,500 YouTube videos Lo- on lowering the, your Cressida. Lowering mm. the there's like 1,500 YouTube videos on just like the ridiculous things you have to do to yeah. lower a Cressida. We have to like cut That's springs like or not cut springs like cut struts out of like the and it's just it's ridiculous. Whereas like the Subaru GL10, nobody there's like two people that have like all the complete information. They generalize it super just very vaguely, and then they're dicks if you ask a question. Right. Okay. So lowering my my Subaru, if you're wondering, because I'm not that kind of person, you use Subaru XT front struts, second generation Miata rear struts, uh, Honda Civic uh, drop in coilovers up front, and then you use WRX springs and or sorry WRX springs STI springs up front. Who figures this shit out? Honda Civic coilovers in the rear. Me, because nobody would fucking tell me, and that's all you have to do. So I'm gonna just tell everybody that's all you have to do. Because that's make this be my purpose for well, existence. Well, the, the zero Cressida owner listeners are going to be really happy that you did that for them. No, no, no. Uh, Super GL10. Oh, the, Cre- ze- the zero Super GL10 owner. There might, might be one guy Australian here. He knows it. Well, but, uh, I there isn't. There, there might be one person in the world that gets a loyal for a winter beater and goes, I kind of want to lower it. In the future, maybe. But like right now, no, active listening. Zero, nope. none. I, I can no. tell you there are zero people from Australia listening to us. Yeah, no, there's not. Not a single one of them. Um, oh man! But yeah. So anyway, um, that that's how I feel about it. I got you. Anyway, fine. Should should we move on to yep. additional? Talk to me about a giant German box from the military. Yeah, you know the G wagon. They have a recall. What? Whoa! What? No. <laughs> what? That doesn't even make <laughs> yeah, sense. Dude, it's been the, the same thing for like fifty years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, only. Only. Oh not gosh. not just the, not the whole entire G wagon. Is this why you tried to hit max velocity in reverse in your yeah. Mazda on my street last week? Yeah, and I okay. I pussied out after twenty five miles an hour because apparently five degrees of negative caster is actually terrifying. After this episode, that I should take the Fiat and try see to see how, how fast, see how fast go. you can get it to go in reverse. <clears throat> yep. Apparently, there's a fifteen mile an hour speed limit. That's it. Apparently, I go way faster than that every time I park at my house. Well, that's the thing. Is this is like a fairly new thing that it's, there's a supposed is that to be, a mandate? I guess, yeah. Fuck that. There's a government mandated. Get speed your hand governor. out of my government, government. Whatever. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> so apparently, all of the G wagons except for the G65 AMG had the speed governor on it. On the G65, they forgot. They sold 122 of those. They sold that many G65s? Apparently, since they've had this mandate, yes. That's incredible. It's been years, but yeah, they sold that many G65s. Like, over like the course of like five like years or something. It's a plus dollar thingy. Not only that, it is a 12-cylinder fuel... Twin turbo. Twin turbo G-Wagon with horrible fuel economy. Yes. And a power band of about 2 RPM. No. No, it's a very good power band. Well, peak power band. Uh, compared to the compared to the V8. Well, I shouldn't say power. Torque. We, we used torque to have band. a 65, and that thing is terrifying. 
You have a G sixty five? No, we didn't have a G sixty five. We had a CL sixty five. Well, that's I'm I'm talking about the G sixty five. So ha- dude, it doesn't matter. The engine's made out of power. Yes, it's a great it's engine. So detuned to not kill the transmission, it makes power everywhere. It, it's a perfect vehicle. More people should buy them. And whenever is, I see a G sixty three, I get a little let down. Yeah, and if yeah. you are a G sixty three owner, you should be ashamed of that because you buy you buy the G sixty three to flex on people. And everybody oh, that's in the I know, buy everything to flex on people. Everybody that's in the know sees a G sixty three. They see AMG on a G wagon. They go ooh, and they see sixty three. Oh, well, it's just a V. We don't live in Dubai, so of course it's a sixty three. But anyway, so it's technically faster than sixty as a sixty three as well. Because it's so much lighter with the V8. I know. That's what I'm saying. The G65 is worse in every no, way, no, but no, it's, it's not. better. It's slower, but it's, it's better. It, that's what I mean. It's it's worse, but better. Worse and better are two different things. Yeah. Well, it's like every time Jeremy on the old Top Gear is like, so what you're saying is it would be better if it were worse. Yeah. Yes. Exactly <laughs> that. It's better if it's worse. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you, don't, you want something that's actually good. If you get something that's actually good, you end up with a McLaren 7... 50s or whatever it is, <laughs> stuck in traffic on Monterey with all 800 other McLaren 570. 570. Yeah, 570s. Thank you. With all other 800 570s owners looking like a fucking pleb. Like you don't matter if you're looking for that. You want something that's exciting. You want a Countach. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. But well, okay. Countach is maybe a little extreme because you want to be able to get there. I guess a well-maintained one might not overheat. Well, it's not a matter of overheating. It's a matter of killing yourself because you coughed in the car and torqued the steering wheel. I guess. And it's like all of its negative cast or just sent the car into a death spin. I was trying to find... Don't worry. This isn't on the stream. I was, try, <laughs> I was trying to find something in TCBMW to throw up on the stream just randomly. Okay. It's not working. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so apparently they had to recall all the G65s because they didn't have the speed governor put on. Who, uh, who found this out? I don't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm very curious, like how this. End, I think, I'm just picturing a I sheik on one of those like 70 lane wide it's, roads. It's just like. It's just the American models, though. In oh, Dubai, they don't. Oh. It's only the American ones. So it. It's only our car has, has that oh, issue. Oh god. So it's just like, I, I imagine probably Mercedes did this, and they saw all the shit that Volkswagen's going through, and they're just going through every car, making sure everything's up to code. <laughs> <laughs> we do not want any recalls. I'm not. I do not want a diesel gate. I do not want a reverse gate. Samir found awful. out that the G65 will go 90 in reverse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing that I could even possibly imagine trying to find out about a vehicle. <laughs> How fast it'll go in reverse. It, it's not a fun experience. I'm going to oh tell you that. God, it's dude. so sketchy going any speed over 10 in reverse. Like 15. That doesn't sound like much, but if you think about it, the fastest you really go in reverse is like 5, unless you're like really gunning it. Unless or you reverse into my parking spot. Yeah, but like usually you don't go over like 5 miles an hour in reverse. So yeah. True. 15 is ridiculous. I really want to figure out now. Um, God, what a, <laughs> what a great article headline. Mercedes recalls V12 G-Wagons. Everything <laughs> <laughs> on safe speeds in reverse. It, yeah, but like the rear wheel steering. It's like, it's like driving a forklift at 20. You'd never do that. Yeah, no, it, it's it, that caster is just awful. It's designed not to go that direction. Um, what could possibly go wrong? Exactly. Oh, uh, man. No, but... Uh, I, st- I, I think is... they should have left it. In fact, I think they should recall all G-Wagons that do have the speed limiter. And take them off. And take them off. 
I, I just think that this kind of adds to the allure of the G65 over the 63. It just makes it better. I think you're right. It made it better by making it worse. It needed a recall and therefore is better. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, the recalls, if it's a safety-related thing or if it's going it's to randomly catch on fire and burn me down, fine. Like the blower motor recall for uh, Mr. Wags is one thing entirely. But I was actually looking... Um, oh, I'm, there were two links in there. That makes more sense. I was going to say, I was just about to change topics out to the uh, the mm. Singer equivalent for Lancia, but I was clicking yeah. on the, the V12 G-Wagon link, which is buried right next to it. So. Yeah, that, that <laughs> car looks really cool. Um, why don't you uh, introduce it a little bit? Yeah, okay. Uh, so you all, you, I mean, you know about this, the Singer 911 vehicle design, right? Or yeah, the Singer yeah, yeah. Vehicle it's, design. It's, it's, a, it's a 911, but made perfectly. Right, so they and take the air-cooled cars... And they take the best pieces of every generation, they put them all into one, and then the things that aren't perfect, they make them to be perfect. Yeah, it's so like there's a company now that does this for one of our favorite cars, the Lanza Delta Integrale. Yeah, it was and a, they're a called, great car. Yeah, Amos Automobili. Automobili so, Amos. I just I'm, I brought it up here. Uh, go go nuts. <clears throat> uh, they are not related to famous Amos, if you are wondering. The or Tori Amos. No, uh, it's in G- it's Eugenio Genio. Amos, um, he uh, has a Lancia, I guess, service shop, and they've decided that they're going... He said, actually, I'm going to quote him in saying, um, if they can do it in California or England, we can do it better in Italy. We have something money can't buy. Taste. Is, oh, I thought you were going to say red wine. Uh, that's true. But uh, no, this car is actually really cool. So... The Singer Porsche is like, they got all the carbon fiber and everything. Everything's all perfect. So that's exactly what they're doing with this. It's a Lancia Delta. It's got a, a tuned up engine. It's 200 pounds lighter. Um, Which is significant. It's that's incredible. Li- yeah, it's a little bit wider. Um, the design is done by Baromode Silva uh, in Milan. Um, the engineering was done by Podium Advanced Technologies in Turin. Is that an independent designer or does he work for like Pininfarina or Bertone? I think... Don't know. I didn't do any, any um, research on the designer. Um, the upholstery is by Aras and uh, Turin. Brakes are Brembo, of course, because who else? You know, I don't think Brembo is Italian. They are. They are? Yeah, they are. Really? Yep. Um, really? Yeah. I are. learned something today. Um, Autotechnica Motori did the internal mechanics and the engines. Uh, electronics or Magneti Morelli Motorsport, and then the wheels are custom made by Evo Corsa, uh, which is pretty cool. I'm not familiar with the wheel manufacturer, but I'm sure they're great. Or Evo Corsa, I'm sorry, but no, they do um, Formula One wheels. Oh, okay. So they're and probably like, made out of like depleted elephant husk or something. Yeah, something ridiculous. But it's like all like <laughs> handmade, and like the front end's carbon fiber. I had no idea. And like. Was Italian. <laughs> that's a blew you away about yes. this whole car. Like I was absolutely stunningly gorgeous and I love Lancia Deltas entirely, but like the really and the I, thing I'm coming away with here is wow, Brembo's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there, there's more to this car. Oh god, look at that thing. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh Recaro seats, uh custom steering wheel, um the drive line and transmission have been reinforced. Uh Redesigned differentials, new intake and water cooling whoa, systems. Whoa, back up. Ricardo was German. Yes. Uh-oh. I thought they were doing like a patriotism special here with all the Italian manufacturers. No, they got the best of the best. Oh, okay, good. The thing is, Italy knows when to quit. So, <laughs> even though Brembo is Italian, the uh, 
Ricardo's seats they're okay with. Um, they, yeah, Ricardo does do the best seats. But when they redesigned the interior, they designed it to look like, to be kind of like the S4. And if you actually look at this, look at look at the Delta. Now look at it from the side. It's a two-door. Yeah. Not a four-door. Yeah. But they should have left a four-door. I know, yeah, I know that you're odd. Four-doors are always better than two-doors. That's not true. Yes, it is. Um, and See, so the... They're it, bragging about how this is better than a Singer, but they clearly they've never seen a Singer 911 interior. Because this is extremely nice, no, but a singer is fucking incredible. Well, also this is also you know lighting and stuff. But the thing is with the singer interior, that's also error correct, and this is error correct. Yeah, but I mean, God, look at that! That looks amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it's all to milled, somebody like me, milled metal with a rocket button. Like to somebody like me who has like the biggest chub over '80s cars. Yeah, this. I'm is, really glad I have a table between you and I. This is literally just perfect to me. I, I think if I could have ever, if I could do this with my Subaru, I would do that. I want them to do this to an E30 M3 just to see what happens. Uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that interior is gorgeous. Yeah. So, uh, yes, if you have three hundred and fifty thousand dollars and you want to buy the best Lancia Del- Lancia Delta before Burry yells at me, uh, this is the way to go. It, well, if you don't have three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, do you know what you could do? Um. Get a loan. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I was trying to do a, trying to do a cool segue, but that oh, really backfired. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you don't have three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you could go on bring a trailer and buy the five hundred cubic inch Cadillac. Yeah, 911. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you could go and buy a nineteen eighty one Porsche nine eleven SC with a so five hundred cubic inch Cadillac big block V eight jammed into it. With a three-speed automatic transmission. Honestly, if you look at it as it is, like if you go on Brain Trailer, you look it up. Like it does not look like anything special. And I pulled it up on Engine Swap Depot because I didn't really care what it sold for if it sold. But just, I mean, the, okay. So the logistics of this, the Porsche engine and transmission. It was a transaxle. Yeah. And the the transmission sits in advance of the axle. Yeah. The bell housing sits behind it, and the transmission's bolted to that. Yeah. This is a Cadillac front-wheel drive setup. So the transmission the sits next to the engine. Also, can we just stop for one second sure. and appreciate the front-wheel drive General Motors V8 powertrains over the late 1970s? Because that makes stupid shit like this possible. Yeah. Mainly but, the Toronado one. Yes, the Toronado. The yeah. car show I went to this morning in Wisconsin. There's a Toronado? No, but there were... 16 1970s GM RVs there in a row. <sighs> Gross. It probably smelled like weak old jism. Dude, I was walking down there. I'm like, I now know what it's like to have been alive in 1976. Dude, I bet it must have smelled like Piss Jug's room when he moved out. Oh, I didn't go up there until somebody bleached it. Yes. But anyway, so going back to the topic at hand here, the, uh, the General Motors front-wheel drive drivetrains from the 70s were not normal. So they were longitudinal engines. They were not transverse. So they sat forward and backward. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's okay. That's normal. So you put the transaxle in front or behind it. No, 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 no. We just run a chain off the back of it. And then we put the <laughs> transmission next to the engine. And then we put the differential sort of in the middle and run that through the engine. I'm like, oh, yeah, perfect. That makes perfect sense. So 
What that means is that it intruded into the cabin quite a bit in the Porsche. So what they did is they made, <laughs> made fake, fake luggage. luggage that looks, well, it looks like luggage, but really it's an engine cover <laughs> because the engine is sitting like five inches behind your shoulder. That's really funny. Oh my God, and, look uh, at that radiator. And the radiator is mounted in a louvered cover in the back engine compartment uh, lid. But there's a, is a, a cutaway view of the fake-fitted luggage here with the... Uh, At one point, that was real luggage. Yeah, it probably was pretty expensive, fitted luggage, but it just... Um, that's so funny. That's a really, really large powertrain. So, of course, it's carbureted. And it makes, like, probably 160 horsepower. No, actually, it's been tuned. So it's 517 horsepower and 600 foot-pounds at the wheel. Oh, wow. That's like an entirely attainable amount of, of power for a 930 turbo. Yeah, and this is 8.2 liters, and that that's a lot. So it, <laughs> More than double the displacement it, of the it Porsche. It doesn't make 820 No, but look, horsepower. in the valve cover, they had them custom-made, so it says Porsche 8.2 liter on it. So, mm. so this guy really would have had enough money to just buy a 930 turbo. Yeah, and he probably should have. But um, well, it, good for him for he ruined a car, but he made something hilarious. So I'm yeah, okay with basically. That. So uh, Tucker posted this. He's one of our Patreon patrons. So we'll treat this as Tucker's Patreon topic. <laughs> Thanks, Tucker. <laughs> I don't know. I I like to see quirky engine swaps like this. So I think it's kind of cool. But. So um, all right, is that the last? actual topic that we have today because it's actually one that i want to bring up well i mean it's our, our last like outside link topic you've got okay. one i think you want to talk to uh, uh no this one's about. actually a outside link you just need to scroll down a little bit uh Ren sport is coming up which is like the big porsche track day thing i think it's at laguna seca yeah it is at laguna seca oh oh it's down below the article and they're doing a porsche tractor race oh my god hold on now it's on the stream there we go yes <laughs> the porsche that's actually a porsche diesel but they also have the porsche junior which is just a so it's like a cayenne kind of yeah porsche diesel yeah basically a cayenne's a tractor um so yeah they're gonna How have does that make the macan uh garbage as it always has been always will be uh but no it's uh they made these in the early 50s after World War II when they were you know, trying to make money. I like it. It looks very deco on the front. They were actually really cool. They, I see these come, come up on Bring a Trailer regularly. I've been telling Gianna, like, if we ever start up like, an urban farm or something, or like, a small farm, like I would totally you rock see, one of these. You see Porsche tractors on Bring a Trailer? Regularly. Really? Usually, yeah, once every one or two weeks. Yeah. I've, I've never seen that. Yeah, Porsche Juniors and stuff, yeah. They also have Lamborghini tractors as well. Which are pretty cool. Not nearly as pretty as the Porsche ones. The Porsche tractors are very, very pretty. But yes, they're gonna have a race. I like, like how the bolt pattern on the uh, Porsche tractor is like the same as a Volkswagen Beetle. The the front is uh, five by two hundred five, and the rear is like six by a thousand or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rear wheels, I don't think will swap to any Porsche product. Road but going. the front ones. Front ones, you could definitely put those on a Baja bug if you really yeah, wanted to. <laughs> that's true. Um, but no, I guess they're going to race them at Rensport, which, if I'm not mistaken, I think that is at. Um, yeah, there's going to be a Le Mans start, apparently. But yeah, it is at Laguna Seca, yeah. So <laughs> you were just there, and you understand how ridiculous it's going to be to watch a Porsche I, tractor take the corkscrew. It's, it's in very anger. expensive to go there, but it might be worth going to just, just to, to watch see the that race. tractor race. Because <laughs> everyone goes to Car Week because they know it's Mecca. Yeah, but nobody goes to Laguna Seca just to watch tractors race. 
<laughs> Maybe Tucker. This Tucker would love to do that. This is uh, Tucker. Tucker's German cousin. The organizers will be there. expect the tractors to take around 15 minutes to get to turn five. <laughs> oh my god! If anybody's, I love how wealthy people have senses of humor. So if uh, if uh, you're wondering if you've never been to Laguna Seca, it usually takes about 20 seconds to get to turn five, maybe 30. 30 in like a road car, 20 in like a Le Mans car. That'd be about right. Cause it's, it's about I think two, that's about right, yeah. Yeah, it's about two minute lap time, and there's about 14 corners. So, Is Corkscrew turn seven? I don't know. I it's don't, on the back of my sweatshirt that I wear. I, I don't look at my back. <laughs> but are not wearing it today, so it's, of course it's of not, no use to I, me. I thought of bringing it. <laughs> I almost I brought it. I haven't it opened would, up the rest of my luggage yet to take all the rest of that out. I would have totally done that. Yeah, that's all right. I've been using my secondary comb because my other comb's in Jana's luggage, and I just don't feel like dealing with it. So um, the secondary comb is the pube comb, or yeah, that's it. That's my pube comb. Sounds good. <laughs> just confirming, you know. I just wasn't sure. Why well, I, I I I couldn't take that with me. I like to keep that with my poop knife. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not even reading into that. I don't even want to follow that up with a question. It, it was a Reddit post. The poop knife. The poop knife. I it's still just, don't. Google or know the podcast. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't think I can handle that. That that's one link I'm gonna leave blue. I'm not gonna purpleify that link. That that's totally okay. Um, do you want it? We still have a couple of minutes on the podcast. Do you want to blast through some of these other topics that we had floating around here mm. from a couple episodes ago? Yeah, let's look at them. They're Ford stuff. Uh, They're pretty hilarious. Sure. Actually. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Let me. I'll pull it up here. All right, why don't you, I'll let you talk about the new Fiesta, and then I'll talk about the Ford Executive. Well, i got to open it and then look at it, and then we can talk about it. So sure. We're, let's do these real time. Yeah, I know, right? Whoa. All right, what do we got? Another Ford Executive reportedly leaves due to inappropriate behavior. Hmm, okay. Well, it's a picture of a Mustang with a really creepy-looking dude standing by it. I, 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 think, he, <laughs> I think it's the guy that asks for Bob and Vagina. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Ooh, Mr. Patel. This is going to be really, really interesting. An anonymous source states that Prakash Patel, global former director of product management at Ford, was let go because of inappropriate behavior. Dude, this is terrible. Reading real time it so, makes me all right. sound as retarded well, I, I, as I, I already am. Don't, it's all right. I already read it. I'll, I'll, I'll let it happen. Well, I, I was just saying a, these then? Well, <laughs> I wanted to look up and see if there's any updates on this because it's from a couple weeks ago. While you do this. But basically, this guy named... Prakash Patel uh, was forced to resign due to inappropriate behavior. Behavior. He's the guy that's behind the newest Mustang. They don't go into detail, but the thing is, this is the second executive that they've had leave this year because of quote unquote inappropriate behavior. Did it involve an MSP bathroom and another man? No, but I I can only imagine it involved text messages where he or uh, messages on Facebook where he asked for Bob and Vagina. Well, at least it wasn't cheese pizza. Have you ever, have you, haven't you ever heard those those memes? No. The horny Indian guy? Mm-mm. It, oh, I guess you, you don't know I assume girls. it's boob and vagina. Yeah, boob and vagina, but okay. they misspell it. It's apparently like a lot of these troll farms. Like, Is that like the, uh, the scam baiter guy that found the Indian dude looking through like the, the, the folder on his computer named uh, nudes or whatever? And it was like naked mole rat pictures <laughs> under like... And then he had like pictures of the tit bird under tits. <laughs> and the guy's like, dude, what are you doing looking through my nudes? Like, these are these are not nudes. He's <laughs> like angry at the guy that he was like breaking in trying to get the anyway, wow, that's tangent. Yeah, that is. All right, reel us back. But um 
Oh god, I can't really reveal this back. One second. <laughs> so anyway, is, we don't know bad. about his lewd behavior, but this isn't the first Ford executive no, they're, they're, let go because of the lewd behavior. No, they, yeah, they've they've had. We only know if it's lewd. Like that's the thing is they just say inappropriate behavior. But the problem is, is that this is Ford. This is a company that, as we know, shit canned all good things. Yeah, and I think Prakash Patel. I think, in, in all honesty, you know, jokes aside, Prakash Patel was probably interesting. And that's how they got rid of him. That could be. Maybe he was like running through the halls, like you can't kill my Focus RS, mate. Yeah, I know, right? And, I don't know why uh, he sounds like a weird Australian kind of. Maybe he's from Australia. Maybe he's South African. That'd be weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like Elon Musk. Let's light up, bro. Four twenty XX. So, um, yeah. And then I guess apparently is more bad news about Ford. Um, what the new Ford um, Fiesta that yeah. we get that we don't get, we don't get that that we don't get yeah we don't yeah, get the, that. the RS. It's better than the Focus RS, the Fiesta oh. ST. The, oh, the new ST. Right? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. The but new it, the yeah. new Fiesta ST is better than the, the RS. We don't get it because Ford hates us. Ford is un-American and they're communist. And they have seatbelts that catch on fire. And they're they're trying to actively kill you. Don't buy Ford anymore. I had to look through. I was pretty sure the the new ST that we're not getting, the Fiesta ST, they moved from the four cylinder 1.6 into a three to the 1.5 liter three cylinder. Yeah, which makes it lighter and more tossable and better. That's why it's better. And we don't get it. And it makes cooler and, noises. And it's also half a liter per pot, which is kind of cool. That's not cool. That's like the epitome of boring. What? All boring engines are half liter. Well, actually, all good engines, too. Everything is a 500cc a cylinder. Everything. No, it's not. All, like all BMWs are. That's a BMW thing. That's a good thing. It's just it, Not for three cylinders. Three cylinders are usually that's much a, smaller. That's a big three cylinder. Yeah, that's what that's I mean. A, like that's, that's a chody little three That's cylinder. a hilarious three cylinder. I like that. I'm really happy about that. I bet that. it makes really angry noises. I, wish, I really wish we got that, but we don't because Ford doesn't like Americans. They're I, un-American. They hate us. Didn't we talk about the Rich Rebuilds RS5 or S5? Oh, God, that's loud. Uh, I'm not even going to click on that, but no. we, we, we totally covered this. I think you did with Brian. Oh, when yeah, I was okay. Out of town. All right, that makes more sense. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I remember doing that here. So, okay, we covered that one. When I was like rubbing elbows with the Shah of Iran or whoever. And I had He's not two extremely anymore. spurgy guests. I, that, that was quite... <laughs> I, I was, heard some feedback from that episode. They're like, it was really good, but like really different. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Um... Brian, I never noticed. He puts a period after every third word. Uh, you mean how he takes uh, extremely long pauses? He um ta- talks. And he's gonna go ahead and he stays on topic. Talking, though, so it's like six of one, half a dozen of the other. It, I, was, I was listening to it at work, and my coworker was like, I, "I I think I'm gonna have to jump off a bridge from how he talks." I'm like, "He's a really nice guy." He goes, "I, I can't take the constant pausing." I'm like, "I like the constant pause." I tried to fill in the constant pausing with words. A lot of the time, because I mean, B is extremely bright. So no, no, I love I love B May. Actually, I like the constant pauses. Like that's he's the only person I've ever met that talks like that. That was that was probably the most, just because of the different nature of it. Probably the two most interesting the episode you did and the episode we did. Yeah, those are probably the two most interesting motor cult episodes, except for like the French car episode. The French car episode (laughs) is our best episode we ever did. I should probably go back and re-listen to it again, but I have listened to it and it's actually really good. Uh, Wait, why are we talking about how good we are? Because we're that good, apparently. Apparently, well, I guess that should be our bombshells that we're fucking awesome. No, No, the bombshell should be you should eat everything even if it becomes you. No, I think actually what I do want to do is I want to do more. I want to do more. Chunky. No more themed episodes like like uh, that sounds like a lot of work. Like Doc Brown 
said. Oh yeah, shout out to uh, Doc Brown, Tom Hayes, Doc Tom. Brown, Tom Hayes, <laughs> Doc Brown. We're gonna go with Doc Brown. I like Doc Brown. Doc Brown's Doc better. Brown's a good name. <clears throat> yep. But right. I'm not bombshell. Yeah, Doc Brown is a good name. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Motor Cult, and letting us breathe in your ear a little bit more this week. <sighs> We're gonna see you later then. Yeah, All right, we'll play, see you Saturday. Play that exit music. <laughs> <laughs>